What's up everyone? This is V aka Vernon English and this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. What's happening everyone? And thank you first for listening. I have to say that every time and thank you guys for joining the podcast. I have more information and more pieces for uh, anyone interested and you can hit the subscribe button. I will have more gifts uh, for someone who does that. And thank you for the new listeners. So I'm just gonna comment and say that this year is coming into uh, something as a pleasant surprise. Last year was one of the best surprises because uh, I had not expected anything uh, for that matter and I mean, when you put your expectations to, I don't know, zilch or nothingness, um, it's a grand prize or grand, um, what would you call this? It becomes a grand surprise when you, you think of it that way and anything and everything can just be just that on any day of the week. And I'm just excited to see what this year becomes. Um, I wasn't really excited about the new year and uh, someone was. And they were like, well, it's New Year. Why aren't you excited? Come on, mate. And I was like, well, hmm, hmm. You know what? This person may just very well may be right. <laughs> so for me, I am um, just going to span out so that I don't burn myself out and do all of the projects that I said I was going to do and knock them out so that I can enjoy the rest of this year and just kick back and build for the next year so that I can do more. And once again, these are personal accounts and and I'll say it because it is personal, but uh, most of the goals I don't even really speak of to others uh, on physical or daily, it just becomes something that I'm working towards. So that's all, just as a personal reference and um, as you're the listener and uh, you guys keying in on the things that I'm doing, I thought it'd be interesting to be like, hey, all right, well, what's this guy doing? All right, all right. <laughs> and uh, that, that's basically where we're at now. So let's get into the story. And for anybody else just joining, this is the Seeds of the Time Before Time. And this is the second book. And out of the series of hearing colors to kill sounds it's uh the ending of the second book that we're going into right now and um i was just reading the other day uh this one which is through the cosmic rabbit hole gate of fate and back again and i love this end of the story because the first story was dealing with so much and uh, it was a challenge to fit all of it underneath one hat. And initially I wanted something where if it's conflict and someone is happening, excuse me, something is happening, I wanted it to have some culmination or some significance so that I could pick back at it. And for the first book, the, the first book ended on the conversation of if God was a man or a woman. And this was in a world of celestial, and so it is removed from 
obviously earth but these people were bringing earth-like angst or some sense of understanding with them and that is what caused this said conflict it was basically telling someone without memories what the world was to everyone in the entire group and the group was sitting there like wait so you know memories and everyone lost their memories and then the guy's like well yeah 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 and to take advantage of said thing is a bit not unfair but it's just literally that taking advantage and so it literally jumps off as a conflict just off of rip and the guy gets killed people break off in fights people break off and it just turns into chaos I, I had that as the ending for the first book because I wanted to have it as a segue to the second book and to show and to connect the characters again and I was thinking last night too and I was like well what would I want as a conflict for the fourth book and something in me already had the answer for that question and I'll answer that one on another podcast but that not only was a challenge to to write something like this and then to explain it as to the reasoning why someone would do certain things um, why would someone think of God punishing them and making them lose their memories and then having the rest of Celestial and the rest of the refugees sit and listen to that when I had other characters who were going about fighting off bandits and fighting off people who were raping and pillaging and clearly it was a woman who was the leader of said group it's a striking antithesis of everything that one previously thought of when they were thinking of uh, this story for one and then two uh, character tropes or biases when it comes to men and women and so that was the big thing like it was a big theme for my my first book and then the second book I wanted something that had something to have the reader think again and then have them think about that said subject in a different light every time they thought about they thought about it and and for me this was this this level of carnation and so the first subject dealt with obviously men and women and this unequivocal difference between them which is night and day but they they share the same mentality of it being a day and i wanted them to understand why like why would there be a difference right but i didn't go into so much male feminine i, I wanted to have that as a a backdrop i wanted the the being of a human or being a human being to be the overall laying theme that that played more or played so more heavily and and that's where you got this incarnation uh what would you call storyline 
And these are angeloids or angel-like type of beings, but angels are different. And these are being incarnated in life. And they're choosing and understanding what it is that they're choosing to, to go throughout in their entirety of their lives. And, and that's why they're making these decisions. And it, it excited me too because of this scenario. And I had never done a scenario like this before. But while I was writing it, I was asking myself the questions the same time. If I was to choose my life or to choose all the intricate parts about it, what would it be? Uh, what would I have as the things that I went through? And then at the at said end of said life, uh, would I have accomplished all of my checklists? Would I have gone and advanced or what I had transgressed or gone back so that I could do something else again. And for me, I feel like, no, I know that this is an ongoing conversation with myself and that it is nowhere near finished as far as me reevaluating what it is that I want through life. It's a very very open-ended loaded question to ask someone too uh, truly if it is what they are experiencing in their lifetimes and the things that they are doing are adding up to the pluses in one's experience versus a minus or taking away from the thing that they truly are aiming so I had to spend some time with it and it wasn't just a simple subject of going through and writing a story and, and creating something from science fiction and then leaving it. I had to literally go through and miser away at what a human would do or what a spirit or soul would do disembodied and in some removed dream-esque type of place. And for me, I try to, let me see, I'll show you. I attempted and accomplished to leave it open-ended. So each one of these installments had a, what would you call, Alfred Hitchcock or Twilight Zone type of open-ended scenario. And so one of them was missing in the last installment. And he said, wait, what, wasn't there more of us? And um, that's Palm, elegant song saying, serenely, surreptitiously, plumb chest, serendipitous, antiquity. And then he says, wait, weren't there more of us? So like I'm saying, the, the whole process and, and the way that one thinks of being born or going through incarnation, I wanted to investigate that further or to scratch away at that mystery in itself and then to give some insight and to say that well it wasn't just a one-way journey with a one-way ticket you definitely could get lost on your way trying to find your said journey however uh, there is always someone as a guide or our excuse me art angle michael and many others who could assist uh, on your journey because they were never alone even though it would seem as such 
And so I, I just wanted to comment on those if anybody was curious as to what this story is, uh, how the story comes about, and even how to read this said story is a challenge in itself. So I try to just generally not overwhelm people or try to talk as if I know something and they don't. It, it's quite the opposite. I'm explaining, and so uh, my speech and articulation becomes different. Now, the goings about of Carnation is the next piece, and it is the last of all of the Angeloid storyline, and it is the conclusion, but then it opens it as an open-ended for the next book. And in the next book, obviously, I'll come in and give you some insight there. But here, it is to comment as to say where these beings were going or where they were headed. And it says, uh, Death claims sweet sorrows best. How to calm an angelic's nervousness. Another mystery of bountiful unrest. Mirrored Michael marooned upon time immoral's troughless crest. His consciousness debriefed the three brave souls, while simultaneously splitting Hive's mind, Ragnarok bound quest. So, it says death claims sweet sorrows best, and obviously being born and living, uh, there is this thing of knowing life, death, and love, and death obviously uh, is always in the background or in the shadow of this event or any event that happens in life and it was wonderful to see me just put these words together and talk about how to calm an angelic's nervousness and how or even if that was even possible for someone from the angel realm to be nervous that way and it says another mystery of bountiful unrest and it said mirrored michael marooned upon time and so it's a alludement to michael or Art Angle Michael, and I thought it was funny to put it in the story as to me knowing nothing about nothing religion. I know absolutely not a thing, but I wanted to comment and say that if this was a story, then he would be one of those heralds to uh, guide people in different realms or different parts of the universe. And I thought that was interesting. And so he speaks. He says, we will be watching how you all react. Never fret if all seems lost. You embody love. I suggest you remember this is not a test. Celestial cannot, cannot be explained. And so, as I explain the mystery, then another mystery drops of them explaining it. And I love how other stories do this by giving information but then retracting even more information so it's almost as if it, it gives a, a breadcrumb to someone as the reader or as someone comprehensively looking at the material and they feel like they're getting something but then it just pulls them further in to another mystery by explaining something or giving a line or giving a name because then you can play with so many different elements with the mind and I've done this before in the first book but definitely in the second book I wanted to accentuate on this and in the third and fourth book foster that into a skill 
so that I could readily not string you along as the mean version of doing it, but actually entice the thinking so that one has a, a realm of their own or they had their own conversations in their minds and then they came back to read and then I, I confirm it or disconfirm it by explaining it. And so it says, we will be watching how you all react. Never fret if all seems lost, you embody love. I suggest you remember this is not a test. Celestial cannot be explained. Something very grave has gone awry with the universe's natural unfolding. Contraction is offset. Kalu shined forward, sang his song the loudest. Okay, so it's Kalu, Palm, and Lemure. Will killing truly tether my soul to this planet? Standing, staining my resolve, rotating my vision, waiting to expire in me akin to cosmic cabinets without pre precision's trust. Clumful Michael shone again hurriedly in the cosmic portal of a thousand sources, <clears throat> informally spun counterclockwise, access to doorly easel disguise. His song began to dance next to creation's arpeggio surprise press. That we do not know, Celestial, the anomaly that allows only timeless fissures of the fashionless. A safe journey is all I can guarantee. The zest of experiencing this reality is all I can promise you will ever barter. This mission is a guess. Shall we begin? Let's. And as I said, the explaining of something and then the lack of explaining said thing is a, a challenge but also a gift and so it says that that what we do not know celestial the anomaly that allows only timeless fissures of the fashionless a safe journey is all i can guarantee and to someone that is disembodied or having someone experience a very serious thing obviously of life and incarnating into said life this guide is telling them that they only know so much and they can only tell them so much afterwards they're on their own and that it would not just be a a fruitless journey or it wouldn't be anything that they they could not experience it was a warning it was a heads up and and i i wanted that to be like this because if I'm reading a story, I want to experience these emotions. It says that that we do not know. Celestial the anomaly. And then it says, I can promise you that you will even barter. This mission is a guess. Shall we begin? Let's. Like the the hurriedness or the the feeling of angst was something that I wanted to embody from someone experiencing something for the first time. And if they are experiencing life, like asking someone hey i want to well, what is life i want to be incarnated and then go about the goings about of literally uh how to come alive is not only what a challenge would be but i feel like not everything would be explained and, and you're just jumping off of a plane and jumping into something and i i i get that but I wanted to personify that with words. And so that's why Kalu, which is an angel, or angeloid, excuse me, 
uh, asked that question. And he was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we come alive and we're alive and I kill something, wouldn't that generally tether my soul to this planet? And he's like, stating my resolve, rotating my vision, waiting to expire in me, akin to cosmic cabinets without precision's trust. And he's like, whoa, hey, bro. If that's what you're feeling that will happen, generally in the context, that is maybe what will happen or could happen. And uh, it's just a whole bunch of different things happening at once. And so I, I thought it was an interesting conversation to have of karma and, and generally just graze over a glacier but not go into the, the giant ice that was underneath the iceberg and, and talk about all these other different subjects just to, to look at something like this. And uh, it says that, yeah, that, that was basically the, the experience and, uh, oh, is also um, giving the information but not everything. It says something very grave has gone awry with the universe's natural unfolding, contraction is offset. And that's what uh, our angle Michael had said. And so that's pretty much the only, only, only alludement that I have of them explaining what happen in celestial or quite possibly what happened with their memories there is no account in any other story period not the second book excuse me this is the second not the third book not the first book or anyone afterwards of what truly happens in these accounts so be looking for that and if you're listening this is pretty much the only other time that you can hear me talk about the, the, the reasoning or the cause of that book. So be looking for more. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit the subscribe button. Tell somebody about it. Hey, wait. If you're bored, listen to more of these podcasts. I, I, I don't think that you'll be bored just listening to it and listening to me rant on about science fiction and nerd stuff, video games. And hearing colors to kill sounds, let someone know. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Peace, peace.